Hi, this is Mida Delcom calling. As the calendar tells us, we are approaching the end of the year and two months later there will be also the grand finish of the Mida Delcom project. However, some tasks remain to be finished, for instance, publishing two books. This episode comes within the series representing retrospects by the country teams to conclude the year 2023 and to sum up the essentials of the project. It is the third part of the series. Now I need to admit that this aim to conclude remains content-wise but not schedule-wise. We shall have one more episode coming out this year allowing also an additional opportunity to wish happy holidays. Anyhow, I shall address this at the end of the episode together with the seasonal greetings. Regarding the retrospect bits, we have five more teams to be presented. From among the country teams, we have Croatia, Italy, Greece and Bulgaria scheduled. Above that, also our global team will be presented. Media Diversity Institute Global. Their prime effort is still to come, organizing Media Delcom's final conference in Brussels on the 15th of February 2024. When looking at the sentiments the teams present in this episode, it appears that the consortium members value the most the cooperation between the teams and have plans for future joint activities. The Bulgarian team moreover, received a national grant for going on with monitoring the media. Open questions keep popping up, on account of which the entire project might still go on for some time. At least the participants will coact in some other forms. We are proud also to report that the empirical operationalization of deliberative communication water gymnastics for pronunciation was created in the course of work beyond the initial gain anticipated in the grant application of the Media Telecom project. This will develop the discussions about deliberative democracy. This is the lead-in for the podcast, another capacious piece for listening. Thank you for joining us. I'm Urmas Loit, the Media Telecom Communication Officer. Croatia. Croatia is spoken for by Zrinka Perusko and Filip Trbojevic. It has been a really exciting uh, almost three years of working together with uh, teams from 14 countries. For me, the nicest part of the project was meeting so many colleagues from so many different countries and the possibility to learn uh, about their um, viewpoints, research, etc., and uh, the, so the, the creation of the network, and uh, which will, I'm sure, also be part of our future research, uh, is something I think the most valuable. From the point of view of the research itself, it was very interesting and challenging. Uh, challenging uh, because um, we were dealing uh, with 14 countries, which is a pretty large group of countries to study in a mixed method type of uh, research uh, framework in which qualitative research makes a big part. And this is one of the challenges, I think, that we, we had and what we saw 
that it's not so easy to have a large qualitative comparative uh, project that people have different ideas of what things mean and how to accomplish different um, tasks. Our team from Center for Media and Communication Research at the University of Zagreb was in charge of fuzzy set qualitative comparative analysis of media system dimensions in relation to the deliberative communication or deliberative democracy. So we were lucky to be able to be involved actually with the research teams from the beginning in attempting and in structuring the way we were going to compare, to measure and calibrate uh, different variables. So we were actually participating much more in the project than we thought at the very beginning. It was more work, but it was a nice thing. And I think looking backwards uh, that we have been able to, together with the other teams, uh, to make a real contribution. One of the really important things that is coming out of this project also, in addition to the findings of the fuzzy set analysis, which we will be publishing in the book, which will be published at uh, Routledge Studies in Media Communication and Politics in 2024. And the book is titled European Media Systems for Deliberative Communication, Risks and Opportunities. The results of this analysis and the case studies will be presented in this book. But I think among different um, findings, the empirical operationalization of deliberative communication which is an outcome of this project, is something that was not expected at the beginning. It was not something which was, in a way, so much promised even to the Commission. It's something that came out of the process of research and the need of the fuzzy set analysis. And this is something that is a real contribution which can move forward the discussion about deliberative democracy and the relationship with the media. I'm in an early stage of my PhD and uh, the experience of working with experts uh, with different academic, professional and cultural backgrounds was challenging, but also opened many new perspectives for me. The most uh, interesting and contributing aspect of this project for me is its comparative nature. Learning about different countries is interesting in itself, but it also opens up new perspectives and helps shed light on our national context. We learn a lot of new information about media systems across the EU, but we also gain some new insights about our own. As we are approaching the end of the project, apart from these insightful findings, there are still many open questions. All in all, the project was and it still is a learning process for all of us. We are aware of the fact that deliberative communication is quite an ambiguous concept, not easily understood by the better part of the academic community, not to mention the general public. And therefore, the final challenge is the policy aspect of our project that is communicating our findings to the policymakers and target audiences. This concept of deliberative communication is very interesting. However, its application requires further research and dialogue between different, both national and international stakeholders. And I think that we as scholars should have an active role in this dialogue. Formal part of our project will end in February 2024. 
However, I think its legacy will last for years to come because scholars and experts will have access to our publications, uh, bibliographical database and case studies, which will hopefully guide many future research and help to answer some existing, but also pose new research questions. The Italian retrospect is provided by the team's leader Sergio Splendore and the novice postdoc Javier Amores. Hi, I am Professor Sergio Splendore from the University of Milan. I am with Javier Amores, uh, that is a postdoc that joined the Università di Milano for this media.com project. He joined this project in the last few months and for this reason, I guess, it's the most appropriate person that can tell us something about the project and how this project developed in Italy. Well, thank you very much, Sergio. And I also thank the Medialcon team for giving me the opportunity to participate in this project as well in this interesting podcast. The truth is that I have been involved in this project for a really short time, but I think I can say that of all the observations made by the Italian team, as far as I have been able to know, I'm especially surprised by the most negative aspects. And I am sorry for being so negative or pessimistic, but the results, the, the observation in Italy indicate that this country faces more risks and threats to deliberative communication than strengths or opportunities. And this is surprising for me since I expected Italy to be a nation, a country where pluralism, citizen participation and public debate, for example, were assured. However, uh, observation during the course during the development of the project indicates just the opposite, highlighting that Italy faces important risks and threats which do not differ too much from those found in other countries such as Hungary or Poland, Eastern European countries, where the situation in terms of deliberative democracy is known to be worrying due to the threats posed by ultra-conservative governments. And of course, the rise to power of the far right also in Italy has affected all the domains having a general impact on Italian deliberative democracy as well. Even before the extreme right reaches the government in Italy, recent critical situation, the last critical junctures, such as the economic crisis, but also the migration crisis, the pandemic, or the war in Ukraine, currently also the war in Palestine, for example, have undoubtedly given rise to a war in political and media scenario in Italy. Increasing populism, but also polarization, misinformation, disinformation, all kind of fake news, precariousness of the media, and thus uh, increasing at the same time the threats to pluralism, to the independence of the media, and of course to the deliberative communication. 
Nevertheless, for the same reasons, in the case of Italy, the project has been especially useful to identify these risks and threats, as well as, despite these risks, to identify all the, the other challenges and opportunities that arise in the country, in the field of media regulation, media research, media governance, and also citizen participation, especially with the new digital environments and many others. In this sense, it's also worth highlighting that the Italian team is working in parallel on other studies, research projects on similar topics, exploring and analyzing media contents and practices in Italy, as well as in other countries. Maybe Sergio can tell us something along these lines about the news and the further developments in line with the approach of the Media Telecom project. Yes, there are already many dif different research projects in Italy that sounds like the one that we have just that we are finishing with Media.com. There are many different research projects. Maybe there is even a fragmentation of research projects driven by Italian scholars that deal with democracy, deliberative communication, and obviously the role of media in that process. Let me tell you one of the research projects in which I am involved. The first, maybe the most known, is the Words of Journalists Study, a fantastic project that includes almost 70 countries that try to investigate journalists' role perceptions, values, attitudes, and try to understand which are the difficulties, the difficulties they met in their routine daily work to fill their job, to provide public service journalism. Italy participated to two ways out of three. We have just concluded the third one as an overall research project and Italy has just concluded the second one. Then there are a fragmentation of many different projects, as I told you. But even beyond universities, there are organizations that try to monitor journalism, try to monitor journalistic content in order to understand its quality, the level of the news that are provided by this organization, especially to form and shape a right public spheres and informed public spheres. I have also to mention the role of Osservatorio di Pavia, just for instance, that monitor what is going on in websites and especially in TV, but also the role of AGICOM, that is a regulatory agency that has also the role to punish news organizations just in case they do not succeed in respecting a certain degree of pluralism and quality in journalism. There is still much work to do, even beyond media.com. Let's see what we can, we can do as Italian team of media.com and Italian scholars in general.
The Hellenic Viewpoint by Anna Gandila. So it's December 2023 and Medidelcom is soon coming to, to an end. Medidelcom is a very timely project. It's a very interesting one and also challenging in many different ways. So thinking back about the things that intrigued me the most is, um, you know, as researchers, part of our job is to study the literature, take stock of knowledge in a particular field and identify gaps and then try to, to fill those gaps with, with our research, of course. So when when I was really studying for Middlecom's first case study report, which was uh, meant to find out how much is there in terms of knowledge about different elements that, that Middlecom was interested in, like uh, the different domains. I think it was the first time that I really tried to systematize and uh, make an inventory of knowledge that cuts across different areas of interest to the media, not just my area of expertise, but also other areas, and to get a more holistic, if I'm allowed to say so, picture of, of available evidence and, and gaps that are really, really hampering the state of knowledge in the field. So in a way, you get out of your comfort zone with Middlecom, like researchers, like talking for myself, I'm not an expert on, on media literacy. I got into that literature and the research structures and tried to, to realize what's covered, what's not covered and should be covered. So that was really, really challenging at the same time, but like a really, really intriguing experience, which I think will stay with me after this project. The Bulgarian teams resides in full extent, missing only Bisera Zankova, who was delving into the issues of the legal domain. We have Lilia Raicheva, Maria Antomov, Laura Nikolova, Nelly Velinova, and Nadezhda Miteva speaking. One of the great successes of Media.com is that it became a real deliberation throughout the Created Diverse Network. The Bulgarian team was involved in almost all initiatives. Sofia University hosted the consortium meeting in 2022, which was widely covered by the Bulgarian media. The results of our work are visible in our numerous academic publications and reference journals. 
international conference papers and public appearances. It was a pleasure for me to be part of this international project. I was very keen to follow the final media trends about this. It was really challenging uh, for me to collect and analyze the data about the media diaries. It was really smooth process, I should say, thanks to Professor Lilia Raicheva. This project was from one side very intensive, but from other side, it was really a pleasure to achieve these scientific results. The Media Delcom project showed that the new realities associated with uh, the development of digital technologies present the different countries with roughly the same challenges. One of these topics that was highlighted during the research was about media competencies, which are, are uh, directly related to media and digital literacy. One of the key skills uh, that are needed in the modern world and I would even say uh, already with the importance that years ago had the literacy to read and write. This issue has many dimensions, one of which is the danger of social exclusion and uh, isolation of uh, certain groups of people. Such a group is the elderly people. Considering the importance of this issue, the Bulgarian team within the project carried out a study related specifically to the trends regarding the media competencies of the elderly who represent a large group of the population of Europe. And uh, in summary, our study showed that although they remain in the group with the lowest consumption of high technology and the internet compared to other age groups, people at age uh, 60 and above are gradually adapting to the digital reality. In general, the MediaDelcom projects actually showed how many and comparable challenges facing different countries and uh, the need for the united efforts of journalists, uh, researchers and analysts to overcome them and the promotion of deliberative communication in search of useful and true solutions for this. I will speak about the opportunities in media usage in Bulgaria uh, during uh, our project MediaDelcom. With the appearance of the internet, there is a complete reversal both in media's world, uh, in the way media are created, and also in the world of their audiences, in their expectations and attitudes. The internet is transforming uh, the once uh, strict distinctions between print media, like uh, newspapers and magazines, and electronic media, like radio and television. And through the computer or smartphone, everyone can now listen to the radio and watch TV without actually having a TV or a radio set. This is the so-called media convergence. And now news are available 24 hours every day and there is no limits to the volume of information. And I can say some risks also about media. Some of them are the decline in quality due to the imposition of the new technologies. The speech on the electronic sites passes to everyday language, very often speaking with jargon in the so-called yellow media. The selection of topics and their content is below average. And the more difficult recognition and control of the so-called fake news 
There's, a, you can say, a decline of freedom of speech, largely due to the conception of ownership of a large part of the media in the hands of few individuals whose interests are closely linked to certain political and businesses. We can all feel that the very paradigm of the media is changing in front of our eyes due to the intensifying process of mediatization of politics and politicization and commercialization of media. It was not so long ago when in the process of democratization, our country looked with great expectations to the practices of the more advanced countries in this regard. But along with the possible vibes, came a rough awakening with a number of unfamiliar challenges. The free flow of capital from Western investors brought about the media commercialization, enhanced the concentration trends in the media market, which subsequently resulted in the opacity of media ownership. Since the country's accession to the European Union in 2007, Bulgaria has experienced a steep downslide in the Reporters Without Borders ranking. Now these and other challenges are to be faced and we hope with deliberation. I see my participation in the Media Delcom project as an opportunity to study the media environment and in particular the journalism domain in 14 European countries. Working in this multicultural team of scholars has helped me to expand my knowledge in this field and to see the big European picture of journalism and media. What I have learned is that, yes, there are differences in the conditions in which the media systems of different countries develop and they relate to geographical and historical features to the traditions and values of different societies. But in my view, similarities prevail and nowadays they are linked to common problems such as media concentration, globalization, censorship, deteriorating working conditions and other threats to media pluralism in Europe. This conclusion is also confirmed by the European Commission which has initiated the adoption of European Legislative Act on Media Freedom which aims to tackle the above problems. I hope that our joint work on the Media Delcom project and our production in the form of publications and books will support the work of media researchers in the future and help to strengthen the media and journalism in Europe. Overall, Media Delcom has caused some positive developments in the study of the media environment in Bulgaria. A bibliography of nearly 6,500 media titles in a 30-year period since 1990 was published in 2022. A significant number of these titles became part of the Media Delcom bibliography. And some fresh, very good news. Quite recently, a project proposal created by a team from the Faculty of Journalism at Mass Communication and Sofia University was awarded with a funding by the National Research Fund. The project aims to create a center for media studies at the faculty for a consistent and sustainable monitoring of the risks and opportunities in the media environment. This project is a direct consequence of the university's participation in Media Delcom. And finally, the Bulgarian team 
thanks cordially all fellow participants from all countries for the joint work guided by the Estonian team, the country coordinator and the driving force of this research project, and especially to Urmas Lloyd for creating the audio memory of our project with producing these podcasts. And finally, our transnational or global member, Media Diversity Institute Global. Milica Pesic opens up the junctures. Media Diversity Institute has been working with the three kinds of stakeholders over the last more than 25 years. Media industry, being legacy media or later on social media. Civil society organizations which operate in the field of freedom of expression and media educators. With this third kind of stakeholders, we have done different kind of activities. The most important uh, and the prevailing one so far is we would be using academics to create our methodologies to monitor the media before we go to the media decision makers and telling them you are doing something wrong. So we need to use academic scientific methodology. But we also work with the media educators, supporting them to develop and teach modules and courses related to inclusive journalism or any diversity issue. And the lately, something we are just planning to do, we are setting up research center within the MDI, which will do more research needed in this field of diversity and the media. Horizon Europe has been a kind of program, EC program, we, we have joined uh, quite a while ago. And this Media Delcom project is actually the fifth Horizon program MDI has joined. Why we go for Horizon Europe? Well, as you, we all know, this is for academics. But many organizations such as MDI has been putting pressure on the European Commission to make sure that whatever comes from Horizon Europe and fantastic uh, researchers come with fantastic finding. But in most of the cases, those researchers, those results stay on the shelves of the organizations of the unis where they have been produced. So one of the roles civil society organizations such as MDI are doing in uh, uh, Horizon Europe programs is what is called dissemination. But basically, we are trying, number one, to translate very complex academic discourse, lingo, into what ordinary people, consumers of the media would understand. And this is where I think is the most important role we play. 
but we also are linked between the industry and the academia, particularly academia where academics who work in journalism or communication departments have never actually been journalists. And this is sometimes a huge challenge in our relationship between um, us as civil society organizations, practitioners, and uh, the academics. In case of Media Delcom, I'm proud to say that we contributed much more than originally I thought we would because it was quite difficult for us to understand what is the project about, how it is that actually half of three years' time will be actually spent on uh, assessing what is out there for research on deliberative communication. So first half, we couldn't contribute very much. We were more learning like what they are going to find out. Second part was much more interesting from our point of view, but obviously useful for the, you know, uh, as much as the first part. So risks and, and opportunities for deliberative communication to flourish, to be used, to contribute to social cohesion. And I'm really pleased to say that some 10 podcasts we produce, most of them are actually examples of deliberative journalism, which has been already practiced in different parts of the world, such as Colorado in America, or Norway in Europe, or Leicester in Britain. So I do believe that this cooperation between these 14 uh, academic institutions in media, they'll come, and several civil society organizations such as MDI in this consortium will actually contribute to more trust, to more cooperation between the academics who do complex and important work and media industry which often lacks actually proper research and studies. But also, that's what I believe, that we will contribute to the academics understanding the importance of the link between media industry and uh, academia. This was the last but not least part of retrospects provided by Media.com teams regarding the project, which is closing in upon the grand finish. We shall have one more podcast episode coming before the full Christmas, explaining what the wisdom-based approach is and why it is needed for media policy in the EU. So stay tuned both this year and in 2024. Otherwise, I wish you happy, happy holidays with this Carol Ryan. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish-